Welcome to Millennial Wisdom, a listener's journey with powerful insights about your work and your life. And now, here's your host, consultant, coach, and best-selling author, Dr. Jennifer Wisdom. This is Dr. Jennifer Wisdom, and welcome to another episode of Millennial Wisdom, where we talk with millennials about what is going on with them. Today, I am thrilled. We have Molly Dorst. She is a visibility hacker, entrepreneur, world traveler, educator, and woman on a mission. Welcome, Molly. Hey, how are you doing today? (laughs) I am great. Thank you. And I'm so glad you're joining. And I want to know all of this. Tell me more. Tell me everything. (laughs) First, what it, what do you do? And then second, tell us about your path to get here. Absolutely. So I, right now, where I am on the top of my mountain is I am a visibility hacker. So I help small businesses, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs get more visible online and in their communities, building mm-hmm. deeper relationships. So the question is, why is that so important? And how did I get here? So I didn't have that easy journey. I didn't look at myself in the mirror one day when I was five and go, I'm going to be a visibility hacker, mom. There wasn't that costume to put on. There wasn't that mold to try and fit into. So my journey's a little bit more exciting than that. Um, my, my, I'll, I'll tell you about my parents because uh-huh. of course, where I am now has a lot to do with who they are and how they raised me. So sure. my dad, he passed away a few years ago, but he raised me to be a tinkerer, to ask questions, to take things apart gently so I could figure out how to put them back together and put them back together better than they were when I started. And so I I appreciate that that was the foundation he helped me understand growing up. And then I had the most amazing mom. I still have her. She's upstairs right now. And she was a powerhouse. She still is. So she worked at the largest newspaper in the country in this environment where it was powerful women everywhere. And when I mean powerful women, I don't mean just like women who are incredibly smart and hold a lot of power and can command a room when they walk in. I mean like this woman called Mary D. She ran this newspaper and I get chills just thinking about her. So little me, little like seven or eight year old me, I was always asking too many questions. I was the kid who was a little bit too weird. I never fit into the box, but I was really, really smart. (laughs) And I walk into this newsroom and I'm stinky and I'm sweaty from a day of canoeing down in the Toronto Harbor. And I get to this office and there's Mary D, this woman with bright purple hair. And she was being taken seriously, not just taken seriously, but people moved when she walked. They jumped when she asked them to. And I thought that was incredible to be, to have this world of incredibly powerful women around me was one thing, but to then know that I can have purple hair, I can have weird earrings, I can be myself was so powerful for me. So then you fast forward a few years and I end up in high school, the local high school down the street wasn't a good fit again. I asked too many questions. <laughs> I, I kind of saw my own path. So long story short, I wanted to start up a gay straight alliance because my best friend was at another school down the road and they had one and I thought it was a great place. I thought, hey, why not gather together my friends and have a place where we can talk just like my friends who like to talk about the clarinet can do after school. So 
I was like, let's, let's do this. Well, of course, at first run, it didn't work. My teachers or my principal didn't really like the idea. So I had no tact and decided that I was going to walk down the hall and get a petition signed, like a handwritten petition that I wrote while I was walking down the hall. And you see like the pen changes. I go from blue ink to red ink because I had to add in an idea that someone gave me as I walked down the hall. And I collected these hundreds of signatures from students who said, yeah, why not? Why can't we have a group like this? I marched into the principal's office. Again, I had no tact. And I slammed that petition down on her desk and said, okay, I think we should have one now. Well, she said, issues like that should not be discussed in school. I was like, uh, what? what? Excuse me? So, okay. I don't, I don't get, nobody talks to me like that, right? Like that's not a, <laughs> a stop sign to me. That's an invitation to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. That means I need to prove her wrong. So what I did was I looked into curriculum documents and I looked into what the ministry and what the government was saying are the, the rules around clubs and schools and were we breaking them and what could we do to make sure that it was working? And it was just this wonderful experience for me to learn how to work in an adult world, to kind of take these amazing, complicated problems and find solutions for them. And, and I loved it. And I was politely asked to leave the school and never come back. So I liberated <laughs> a photocopier from the office and maybe put it out in the parking lot and cracked into it so photocopies were free for the whole school. Parting present for my high school. My goodness. So I'm a handful, right? But <laughs> I'm self-directed. So I ended up, I was actually trying to find online high school courses. And this is like 15 years ago. The only online high school credit you could get was like grade nine English or something. Like the selection was not even close to what we have now. And so I stumbled upon alternative schools and I changed, it changed my life completely. I ended up going to the school about 45 minutes away from where I lived in a completely different jurisdiction in downtown Toronto in the big city. And it was amazing. Our teachers, we called them by their first names. Our classrooms didn't have numbers because that creates a hierarchy. They were colors. We had communal student meetings where we, the students were put on the same level as the teachers. And when we were confronted with problems, we were asked to solve them together. And again, it was that invitation to solve adult problems. And from that, I ended up working for the Ministry of Education and helping to change the way we look at education Mm -hmm. and try and start chiseling away at that mold that we're supposed to fit. Yeah. But then I decided to go to university and I ended up at like the most, the Harvard of Canada, pretty much, where I studied women's studies. And I was like, if I can go to this establishment school and and shake up the system a bit, it'll be okay. It wasn't that easy. It wasn't at all, but it was a good reality check. And then I ended up working in the real world and I hated it. It just, I, I knew that I was a change maker. I knew that I was innovative. I knew that I had skills and talents that were not being appreciated in the corporate world. And I was, my job was to fit into this very specific puzzle piece and dare I show that I could help someone else in another area. And that became a threat to my position. But you know what? 2020 was a great blessing because it freed me from that 
feeling that I was tied down to something. I didn't need to quit. I didn't need to, to have this big negative breakup moment. It was like, well, you're temporarily laid off until we don't know when. So time to use all your skills and your talents and to just run with it. And so that's what I do now. I am now the person that is able to help all of these small businesses the way that I wished I had that kind of help when I was growing up, when I was building my businesses out of my dorm rooms and stuff. And it, it's so exciting. So what I get to do now is use all of my years and years of history of working in broadcasting, working in podcasting, working in performance art and digital services and marketing. I get to put all of those together and help these incredible people change the world with their businesses. And I just, I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's where wow. I am today. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that story. That's incredible. So let me go back to when you're a kid. You mentioned Mary D with the purple hair. How can other people find heroes like that and find people that just help them see how much they can truly be and how much, how big their potential really is. First of all, you don't need to be a kid to find those heroes. <laughs> Great. Like does not matter how old you are right now, you can go find that hero because it's about, first of all, being visible and finding, looking out, keeping your eyes out. Visibility is not just being seen. It's the ability to see. So you need to open your eyes to what is that hero that I need? Do I need someone who's going to show me how to lead with a certain style of leadership, a strong leadership? Or are you looking for someone who's, who you're trying to learn a more passive style of leadership from? So you need to start within yourself to know what it is you're really searching for. And you might be questioning that. You might not actually have an answer and that's totally okay. It's starting to have that question that opens your eyes. So mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I was blessed to be in an, in an environment where literally Mary D walks through and changes my life in that moment. Mm -hmm. But maybe like I didn't, we didn't have the internet when I was growing up. Kids have the internet these days. The amount of creative content that's being put out there, the, the imagination and the innovation that's being put into character design in, in video games, in Netflix shows, in streaming content overall, in what you're seeing on TV, everything has these beautiful moments to find those role models. And my other piece of advice is don't just look to, don't just let someone in their whole identity be your role model. You don't, you'll never find someone who's perfect. That's the beauty of it because nobody is uniquely positioned where you are. Nobody in the world has your unique set of experiences, passions, uh, they didn't grow up in the same environment as you. They aren't driven in the same way as you. Their brain doesn't connect patterns the same way as you. So find those pieces that, that you want to emulate from people. Find, I think of it as glitter. You're never going to find someone who is solid gold and amazing, or maybe you will and hopefully you'll <laughs> marry them. But I find, I look for pieces of glitter, those little moments that sparkle. Some people are covered in glitter and other people might just have a couple little specks left over that they actually caught from someone else, but it's looking for those moments that sparkle, that light you up inside. Maybe you're, you're out there searching for them. Maybe you're just there being a sponge going, what is that next step for me? And it will come. Maybe it's because you're putting energy into the universe or you're manifesting stuff or, or it's, it's God or the, 
divine of some sort. It doesn't matter, but look for those sparkles, start the question inside. And then when you find those sparkles, make sure to acknowledge them. Cause like, yeah. I'm all about gratitude, right? Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Gratitude is stupid. If you don't actually say it out loud to the people it matters to <laughs> like, don't just write it in a book. Yeah. Don't just keep it for yourself. You got to tell people about it. So when you find those sparkles in people, tell them mm-hmm. about it. Like That's thank cute. them for those moments that light you up. I love it. I love it. <laughs> great, great advice for how to find your, your own moments that sparkle. I love it. So what about, I'm thinking about millennials as a generation and millennials have been hard hit, you know, coming of age around with 9-11 and then looking at the recession. And now we've got whatever this is that's going on with the pandemic and everything else is crazy. What if you don't even know where to start? You're just trying to keep your head above water. What do you do then? Think about what you're passionate about. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they tell you, follow your passions and you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life. No, no, that's a lie. You should feel like you're working. That's the exciting part because working makes you feel like you're creating something and you're changing the world. So redefine what you think of as work. Okay, everyone is tying work to money. It means that we're going to have a job. It means that there's that exchange for money. What if we change that on its head and instead of thinking of an exchange for money, there's an exchange for some other type of value. What happens if you then start looking at giving back to your community? Look at that as your place of of putting your passion and your energy into. Look at literally what lights you up and gets you excited. So I had this moment when I finished university, I had a really, really useful degree in women's studies. really interesting. Like I'm great at cocktail parties. Let me tell you, super, super fun to talk to, but it wasn't an immediate, it wasn't immediately going to get me a job. It was not going to tie directly to that exchange for money. I needed to think outside the box. I needed to find a way to have impact that. Yeah. If, if I did it right, I'd be able to make money, but impact to me meant giving back to my community. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally driving home from university. I think it was like the semester before I graduated. And they started putting these telephone poles in the ground in a field by my house. And I knew exactly what it was going to be. And it was going to be eventually a rock climbing facility. So I figured, hey, outdoor education is something that changed my life as a young person. Remember back to stinky, stinky sweaty me who was paddling in Toronto before she met Mary D. So I was primed and framed for that moment when Mary D walked in front of me with her bright purple hair because I had been spending my summers canoeing in the Toronto Harbor, in the inner city, with these amazing other campers around me. I was in this moment where I was learning to appreciate the outdoors in a city, in a city that has cement everywhere. I was learning to find those magical moments, even if it was one tree in the sidewalk. And so I come back to this moment driving home from university, knowing that there's going to be more importance poured into outdoor education in my tiny little town. I can be part of that. I had the qualifications from a summer job that that qualified me to help teach these young kids in my community about the outdoors. And the beauty of my community is that we have a like a huge predominance of newcomers to our country, where it's either the parents or the kids were born in a different country. And this is their opportunity to learn how to call this environment home. 
I got to teach people how to dress for cold Canadian winters and loved it. (laughs) I got to teach people how to roast s'mores and marshmallows over a campfire because they had never done it before. I got to teach kids how to get together and be safe while they're playing with fire in sticks. <laughs> and at first it was like, that's really cheesy, right? You're, you're, so, you're, you're so impacted by this working for your community thing. And at first it was like, it, it did light me up. I was like, I get to be that role model I never had in this community. I had to go to other towns. I had to travel to find this radical voice in my community. And I get to be that now. That's cool. I stick with this job for a while and it, it evolves. And I get to know these people. These kids start growing up. I start hiring them. It's their first job. One of my, my campers, one of my very, very first campers has a baby. And her, the baby's middle name is my name. And it's moments <laughs> like that. So when you start to think about impact, the millennials are the generation where impact is possible. We have the skills and the talents. We are positioned, when you look at us generationally, coming, like we, we're finished university, we have those skills, we've worked in the workforce enough to get that foundation of knowledge. And we have that innovation, innovative spark. We grew up with the internet at our fingertips. It's a language we know intimately. We have the position to change everything right now. And it's all about mindset. You either look at this opportunity from 2020 as, oh crap, the world's ended. What am I going to do? Or you look at it as, what can I do next? This is a new chapter. This is an opportunity for us to solve problems, solve wicked, wild problems. And I am like, I am so excited for this generation. I've hated calling myself a millennial for years because we, we got crapped on by everyone. We have the short end of the stick. I'm sorry, here in Canada, my generation paid full price for university. And now the kids who are going through now, oh, they get, there's tons of loans, tons of of payment. So it's, there's a little bit of bitterness there, but there's Mm -hmm. also, there's also a a seed that's, that calls us to be better, to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I recognize that there is a difference. There was a change in the way that we, we started acting towards each other. We started valuing things differently. So that doesn't mean we get to be bitter and try and claw that back. Right. Let's recognize that progress and see how we can one-up it. Let's see how we can do better. Yeah. And I think right now we're at that point where we really can. Oh, this is so inspiring. Molly, <laughs> I'm having so much fun with you. This is great. So Molly Dorst, <laughs> visibility hacker, entrepreneur, world traveler, educator, and woman on a mission. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being part of the show. It's been an absolute blast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. So people are going to want to reach out to you. I have no doubt. How can they best get in touch with you? Easiest way is to find me on my site at visibilityhacking.com. And when you're there, you can press the button and become an official visibility hacker. Join us in the Facebook group. Tons of conversations about how we deepen our communities, how we make that impact, and how we do it in a digital space. Show up, get out there, be seen, and change the world. I love it. So inspiring. Thank you so much, Molly. And thank you all for joining. Thanks for joining this episode of Millennial Wisdom. So glad you could be here and please check us out at leadwithwisdom.com and please check out Molly. She's pretty, pretty darn amazing.
Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Millennial Wisdom, a listener's journey with powerful insights about your work and your life with consultant, coach, and best-selling author, Dr. Jennifer Wisdom. For more information about the work Dr. Jennifer Wisdom is doing, visit leadwithwisdom.com. Millennial Wisdom is sponsored by Millennials Guides Books, available where books are sold and at millennialsguides.com.